Hey y'all, happy Tuesday. So the notification should be going out now. So we're going to give people a few minutes to come into the room. While people are coming into the room, make sure you let me know that you're coming into the room. Also, if you are not following me on Instagram, go ahead over, follow me on Instagram, Rhonda underscore Mary. I also have Rhonda Mary Vids. And I'm on Twitter at I am Rhonda Mary. So if you have not followed me on those pages, please go check those out so we can um, stay in touch. I'm usually on there a little, a little bit more throughout the week, just talking about these different topics and giving some of my thoughts. Now, tonight, what we're going to talk about is a little bit of the extension of what I've talked about the past week, um, I was recently invited to do a panel discussion um, with Taryn Walker, and it was two ladies over there that um, we talked about basically like respectability politics and some of that. So some of what I'm going to talk about tonight um, has stemmed from this, but particularly what caught my eye was Macy Gray's recent um apology and so we're gonna play this and take a look at this if you don't know macy gray who is a singer uh r&b neo soul type singer um recently made a statement about that you can't change your body parts uh to be a woman that well, you know what? I won't even I won't even tell you. I'll let you just hear it here. So let's go ahead and check this out. And then we're going to take a look at the somewhat of an apology. We're in an era now, basically, you can't it most public figures are too terrified to even say what they think a woman is. I know. I mean, well, if I asked you what a woman is, what would you say? Let's say uh, a human being with uh, boobs. <laughs> How did you start there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the dictionary is quite straightforward. It just says a human, an adult female, yeah. right? Now a lot of people, yeah, see, that's, now that's a little getting confusing. The whole piece she day, that's, that's going to And I'm not bad. sure why, really. It's, it's a bit like this whole issue of, of transgenders mm. in sport. I think I support all trans rights to fairness and equality. Me too. But not where you have people born to obvious physical superior bodies. Me too. Transitioning and then thrashing the women at their sport. I totally agree. And I, I will say this, and everybody's going to hate me, but as a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Right. Sorry. You feel that? I know that for a fact. We're in an era now. So this is what she said she knew for a fact. And this is her here with. I'm almost certain his name is Pierce Morgan, um, if I remember correctly. Um, and then this is her days later. You know what? I, I think you 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 can, like I said, and there you can call yourself what, like you you whoever you believe you are, and and no one can dictate that for you or take that away. You know, I think life is an education process. The more you sit yeah. with people, the more you talk to people. It changes your perspective. So has, has your perspective changed, do you feel? I've, I've learned so much, and I, and I think, um, you know, being a woman is a lot, and it's something I'm, I'm very proud of, and it's, it's very precious to me. And, and I, I think that if you 
in your heart feel that that's what you are, then that's what you are, regardless of what anybody says or thinks. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what? I, I think you 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 can, like I said, in that. So this is her basically recanting her previous statement um, days later. Now, first of all. <laughs> Entertainers are not leaders. Cheap plug. Go over to rondamary.com and get your t-shirts now. Um, something that, you know, I believe uh, even Malcolm X believed at this time when, when he made this statement and inspired the t-shirt the that is now available to you is that you have so many of these entertainers, artists, celebrities, comedians, oftentimes speaking on the behalf of um, other entities or their manager, their business contract. They don't want to lose their job. And so they really told the line of what is acceptable, what's being pushed, what's being promoted. And excuse me, it's super unfortunate. Hey to everyone coming into the room. It's super unfortunate to watch this woman. Okay, this is a grown woman, a fully adult human female that cannot express her opinion and it's not even an opinion if we're going to keep it all the way real but let's just even pretend that it was for a second okay cannot express her opinion in what is supposed to be what is supposed to be the most progressive most pro-woman uh a time in history How does this not feel regressive to people? The idea that you have a grown woman being bullied for saying that there is in fact a biological difference between a man and a woman and goes on to say, and we need to like stop this pretending, especially, especially when it comes to um, black people, especially when it comes to people that have worked in the entertainment industry, that have worked in the fashion industry, music, okay? All of these people have worked among people that are lesbian, gay, homosexual, trans, all of these other things, okay? This is not uncommon, especially if you are under, I would even say, a Macy Grace's age, it's not uncommon. Um, and so she even goes on to say, like, you know, it's no hate for, like, what people want to do. I don't have any problems with people expressing themselves as trans. But it's getting very confusing when you're saying there's no difference between a man and a woman. And here we see this woman basically squirming in her seat trying to get it together making sure she doesn't mess up again so now she's probably going to be pulled on this apology tour okay because we notice humiliation ritual that they do the moment that you go outside of anything that is the mainstream talking points and it's so ridiculous to me 
that people are basically being sent into these re-education camps for better, you know, a lack of better terms, coming out days or weeks later and pretending as if a position that they've had their entire life has changed. And we all know it's because of the force and the coercion and the humiliation and the bullying that they are having to endure. And I saw someone compare this. They actually called it misogyny because they talked about how people like Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais can uh, say similar opinions and sometimes even a little bit more abrasive and get away with it. But honestly, if we look at this, you have people like Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais who have absolutely received backlash we saw where a person went onto stage and, att and attempted to assault okay um attempted to assault uh, <laughs> dave chappelle I, I don't know why like david banner wanted to come to my mind uh attempted to assault dave chappelle for his comedy routine and these people have the nerve, the audacity to call themselves liberals and progressive. It seems really regressive to me when we've gotten to a point where people feel like they can assault you for stating simple biological truths. Trans people absolutely deserve to live uh, free of harassment and free of abuse and you can be whoever you want to be in your head however you should not try to force the rest of us into your lies you should not try to force you should not try to force the rest of us into the manipulation of it all and it's unfortunate that so many trans people that probably just want to go on and live their lives and be left alone are being swept into all of this nonsense because of the absolute rabbit extreme alt-left. That's what I call them. Alt-left. Absolutely extreme so far left that people that wouldn't have even been considered uh, right, conservative, extreme, just five years ago are now being called as such. I posted a video early about, earlier about this on my YouTube today. If you did not see that video, it's a about a one minute, uh, 90 second clip or so. Check that out. It was a clip that I, um, grabbed from the video the live panel with Taryn Walker over on his YouTube channel and I talked about how people are now almost being forced to speak out at least the people that aren't scared to do so and everybody else like the Macy Grays will um, turn and basically apologize and cower and on some hand, I understand it because you have to pay the bills and feed your family. But on the other hand, you have tons, thousands, hundreds of thousands of women who are being bullied, 
harassed, who are being pushed into corners, who are losing career opportunities, who are being uh, ostracized in our spaces, spaces that our ancestors specifically worked to carve out for us. And of course, you have to have the black woman as the face of this agenda, as the black woman is the woman that is able to push trends, that is able to inspire, that is able to make things cool, that is able to make things acceptable, that is able to use her history with abuse and being overlooked and trauma as a, a, a key card to inspire people into nonsense and degeneracy, even sometimes when these things aren't related. A women that have had a history of sexual assault and sexual abuse at times, women whose bodies are the bodies of their ancestors, I should say, were sold during the slave trade. They did not have a uh, any control over their sexual autonomy and were only looked at, only looked at as sexual beings and what their bodies could do and produce are now reducing themselves to their bodily and sexually functions, sexual functions. How was that not regressive? How is that not a huge part of feminism that says that we don't want to be seen as our bodies? We don't want to be seen as second class citizens. We don't want to be seen and viewed as only sexual and what we can offer the wor world sexually. But we want to be seen for our brains and the talents and the skills and the aptitudes that we have to offer the world. And we go and do the exact opposite. How is this not regressive? And even when we are smart and capable and intelligent, like the senator of Rhode Island, and we have all of these accolades, we still use our booties to get votes. This is what we've been reduced down to. So even with all of the student loan debt that comes with the accolades that you have and all of the issues that you can work on on behalf of your demographic for, you still are forced to use your body for attention and votes. What does that say about you compared to your male counterparts that have not have to do that have not had to do any such thing? So at every turn, you don't even need the men to do it anymore when we will prove that we only want to see or mostly want attention through our bodies and through our behinds. And it's super unfortunate that they will continue to promote and push this, particularly through the black woman, because how can you speak out or go up against the black woman because she is the least cared for woman in the world. With everything that she goes through, we must listen to this. 
We must feel her on this, even though we know that all of these agendas and all of this propaganda is being heavily pushed by the media. And then I find it very interesting that you will have women that will speak out about um, what we saw in feminism and Gloria Steinem, you know, and the role she played with the CIA. And you completely ignore, we see the coercion happening right in front of our eyes. Nobody with half of a brain could think that this is Macy Gray's natural trajectory in less than a week to go from, I know for a fact that no one can change their parts to simply become a woman to, well, you can be whatever you want to be. And the fact that people could even feel comfortable as you see, you are being lied to. You are being manipulated. People are being censored. And what type of person do you have to be for that to make you feel good inside? How do you call yourself progressive or liberal to say, oh, this person has been bullied into agreeing with me. That really makes me feel good. That really makes me feel like my position is a winning one. Not because I had a fair debate, not because somebody went toe to toe with this person, but this person was brought on an apology tour. When they sit across the room from a reporter that says, oh, well, after you talk to people, you feel differently about it, right? But not to mention the harassment and the cruelty and the bullying that forces these people to make this sudden switch. This is such an unfortunate time uh, that we are living in. And ironically, there's all these tropes of women being, you know, strong and all these accolades, yet equally or even maybe at a greater force we are being pushed into very uh, degenerate levels of behavior where we are being reduced to our bodies constantly. You have Macy Gray being bullied for something that most people across the world would agree with. So much so that if they were to pull your body out of the grave a hundred years later, pull your bones, they would be able to say that this person was born a woman or a man, female or male. There have been decades and decades of of data that has proven the biological differences between men and women. Yet now they want to erase this and allow people born biologically male to undo Title IX that was supposed to give women a fair chance and a space to compete, to compete without being absolutely obliterated by the opposite sex. Does that mean that women can't compete? Does that mean that women are inferior to men? 
No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means different. And I thought different was okay. I thought that's what you guys wanted. Yet you're trying to force us into believing that, oh, everybody's just the same. When I actually think it's important to celebrate our differences, I think that you don't have to lie to me and tell me this is a man. You can just say this is a different type of man. This man doesn't fit these stereotypical things that would be attributed to men. And oftentimes, just like on the episode that I did on Jubilee, if you listen to what these people actually think of women and you ask them to define woman, they start to uh, fall into these very insignificant attributes like makeup, hair, how women dress, and all of these other things. And so while these women are, or people, I should say, not just women, going so hard at Macy Gray, they are in fact uh, almost ignoring what's going on with Brittany Griner. It's like the activism only matters when it matters to them, not when it like makes sense. And oftentimes it's way more about the bullying and harassing people into the same thoughts. Also, I like to mention the articles and the commentators that are blaming people like, um, and we're going to show one of these people in a second, but are blaming people uh, similarly to Macy Gray for male violence. No, blaming them for violence against trans people. And I want to say, instead of blaming women for pinpointing biological truths how about you actually blame the violent men who are in fact attacking the trans women stating a biological truth does not mean that you are okay with violence and abuse against trans people the two are not equivalent and to try to insinuate anything other than that is a manipulation tactic don't allow these people to think that you are being violent or abusive for stating biological facts or for stating facts at all for that matter. They've tried to move us so far away from just truth that they'll make you think that you are crazy. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. There are plenty of people Um that know what's going on, that see what's going on. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that so many people will never say anything. So many people won't speak out. You'll tell people like me that I'm extreme for something that people like Macy Gray and most of the people around the world actually know. But we're allowing the discussions in the United States to be run by a very, very, very small minority. They are allowed to be the loudest. And then, of course, when you put me in a room up against the loudest, of course, I'm going to look extreme because, yes, I'm going to be on a polar opposite of an extreme opinion. Extreme disease requires extreme treatment. And so oftentimes, 
several times. I get DMs, I get emails of people saying, I agree with you, but I'm so afraid to speak out. I am fearful of speaking out. These are grown people. These are grown people. What does that say about the state of this country right now where you have big grown people that are scared to say there's a difference between a man and a woman. But I have to remember some of these people were also scared to come out of their homes because people on the TV told them to hide in the house. So I kind of have to remember what we're dealing with. And the crazy part to me is, is that a lot of times these are the people that y'all watching on TV or watching on social media that you're letting bully you. These are a lot of times when you having these conversations with people around you, you will find that they probably more so agree and align with you. But anyway, let's watch this next clip because I want to talk a little bit more about this today. Um, you had Kiara Bridges, a university professor from California. I want to note that she's from California. That's very important um, as it relates to these topics. But she has some similar um, thoughts with this whole men can get pregnant, this, that, and the other. And this was posted by HuffPost. Oh, let me make sure I'm sharing this with y'all. Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? Many women, cis women have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's, uh, it's We can it's recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing them. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm it's denying that trans people exist by asking are you, you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so you're pregnant. denying that trans people exist? And that. So this is the type of narratives that they'll use, right? Like if you state simple biology, then you are basically inspiring violence. Um, against trans people and she goes on to um, talk about like the suicide and things like this and even that right like this whole idea that um, the ignoring or talking about biology like if you cannot handle living in the real world 
if you cannot handle truth and facts, what is that saying about the mental state of the trans people that she's talking about? Now, I want to be very clear because I'm very empathetic to people that are gender dysphoric and are accepting of the fact that they have gender dysphoric. And in their mind, they actually feel like their mind is a different person for, for their, from their body. I absolutely believe that that is a real thing. I know people personally who deal with that, and I am sure that that can be a very, very tough issue, right? And so, of course, you're going to have some mental issues that come with that, right? However, to coddle people, to lie, to bring the rest of the world into manipulation, uh, to manipulate the rest of the world into lying, to coddle a, a um, small group or a small demographic does not help it doesn't help the country, it doesn't help the world, and it doesn't help trans people. It doesn't help gender dysphoric people. What is this idea that we have to lie to people to keep them um, from committing suicide? It's this idea that you cannot have empathy without lying. And that is very, very, very manipulative. It's very manipulative and it's very unfortunate. And to continue to try to bash people, you know, or even blame people that have not been violent for violence. As a person that is a Second Amendment advocate, and I don't give a crap what demographic you belong to, if someone tries to violate you, your body, your person, I believe you have every right to defend yourself up into death. As a Second Amendment advocate, we need to be very, very clear about what violence actually is. We do not need to blur the lines about what violence is and what inciting violence is. And so I will never do that. I will never participate in that. I do not think that it is something safe for us to do. We have to be very, very clear about the definition of violence and biological truth is not that. Because violence is something that you have a human right to defend yourself against. And then what happens is you have people that think violence is being cited against them for biological facts biological truths and you'll have these wackos run up on stage to actually attack and actually be violent against a Dave Chappelle this is very dangerous this is very dangerous we should not coddle um and, and lie to people and it's several people that you will see, even with these um, reverse transition stories, who will say that it was people telling the truth that helped them feel better about their bodies, that helped them overcome or at the very least deal with some of those gender dysphoric 
um, things that were going on in their minds. And so I also said it's important to note um, people like Kiara Bridges being from California, the uh, black guy that was on Jubilee that I guess was like opposing to my view uh, was a resident of California. We talked about this on the panel that I, that, um, I participated in last week on Torang Walker's channel about respectability politics or disrespectability politics might have been the name of it. Um, but a lot of times the people that you have speaking out on the behalf of representing, okay, black culture, speaking on the behalf of black culture, we know what black people think. Just pay attention. A lot of times you will notice that these people that are the sounding boards are from California and New York. But when you look at the demographics of, of places, particularly like California, I've talked about this so, so, so many times and I do not have the stats in front of me. And, you know, if you've been rocking with me for a while, I've talked about this so many times, how black people have actually been leaving California in droves. Not only that, which I find ironic for the most quote unquote progressive state what does that say that you have so many black people leaving and then also most of your most of the black population is from the south you have the highest um uh, uh populations in the south going across the deep south and so that is very important to think about when we're talking about what these groups and demographics actually think. Now, let me be clear, like I've said many times, we're not a monolith, okay? Some of these people are very real people. And I think that a professor from a university professor from California, I do think that you think this, or at least has been indoctrinated, I mean, educated into this. Um, that's very much true. I think you do have people that take some of these opinions. But that should not be the representative of an entire culture or a demographic to pretend that everyone is on board with this, nor bully people like a Macy Gray into being on board with this. Um, and so this is just another example of we'll bring the educated Black woman in to be the authority figure on these things and don't get me wrong there that does not mean that other women and other groups of women and other demographics of women aren't taking on these positions aren't talking about these things okay jk jk rowling is someone that has been very much attacked for her position on feminism and women's rights so it is absolutely happening but when we talk about pushing culture a lot of that is done through pop culture and hip-hop okay who's gonna be at the front of pop culture and hip-hop black women and so that is who we're gonna really see the push through of the promotion of these ideologies now, let's go a little bit further because I want to talk about, and we talked about this last week, Tierra Mack, 
the senator from Rhode Island. I want to show you guys um, this clip of her that um, was recently shared on social media. And we're going to talk about, you know, the what I believe to be some of the long-term goals of this. If you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you go over there and follow me, Rhonda Mary Vids. Focusing our attention on our young people and guaranteeing them all a quality education, which includes comprehensive, queer inclusive, pleasure-based sexual health curriculum. What are we discussing with these children? We'll be talking in an age appropriate and safe space with our young people about masturbation. We'll be talking about all the different ways um, that they can protect themselves from um, if they choose and when they choose to have um, a sexual relationship with a partner, whether or not that is anal sex um, or um, penetrative sex or oral sex, who decides what's appropriate? Um, parents decide what's appropriate. Again, four, parents overwhelmingly do not agree that this legislation is appropriate. So yes, okay. When I say politicians want to teach your children pleasure-based sex and masturbation in schools, people will tell me, they will insist that I am making this up, that I am just saying this, that this is not happening, okay? People will insist that I'm a liar. And then you will have those few people that say, oh, well, that's an extreme, that's an extreme example. This is not really happening. That's probably the same thing that was said five years ago, 10 years ago, when people said, oh, uh, there's no difference between a man and a woman. Just a few years ago, you would have had people say, oh, well, that's extreme. Not many people believe that. And as you see, it is steadily encroaching into our sports, our schools, our entertainment, our media, and our politics. This is happening. This is happening. This has been happening, okay? Several years ago, there were protests going on in California about some of the curriculums, the sex-based curriculums that they were having in these California schools, and I covered that. Ron DeSantis backs uh, legislation that says that we don't want to teach this to elementary students. I believe it might have even been up to fourth grade. And this man was called every name in the book. Fourth grade, y'all. He didn't say this can't happen in the state for high schoolers. They are deliberately and intentionally targeting children. This is the same senator, senator that was twerking on the beach. Now, I don't know if you went to public schools. I don't know if you've worked in public schools. I've done both. And I'll never forget during my time working there, one of the first things they told me unprompted was our boys can't read. 
This is a majority uh, black school. Our boys can't read. One of the staff members said this. If you look at the education and as it currently stands in the United States, you'll see that uh, in both science and math, we are after number 20 across the country. I think 24 in math and maybe about 37 in science or maybe getting it backwards, maybe the other way around. And while we are falling behind other countries in math and science, your politicians are advocating to teach your children how to masturbate. And then they have the nerve to say age appropriate, but the country weren't crazy when Ron DeSantis said we don't want that, we don't want that talk to our kindergartners through fourth graders. We have tons of children that are going to need to catch up after being kept in a house for however long, after not having access to school, or did, if they did have access to school, you had a lot of students that found digital learning very challenging. Now, all the things that we're up against, all the things that the country is currently going through, and you want to focus on pleasure-based sex curriculums. And I'm the extreme one. Let me tell you what these teachers will be talking about if they actually cared about these students, because what they're going to do is they will try to hide things like this behind, oh, well, well we, we want to talk about consent. We want to make sure they understand consent. I posted about this on my Instagram. Go over to my Rhonda Mary vids, okay? I posted photos that show they show the different type of examples of good touch, bad touch. They show the uh, they show through illustration. Okay, you can color these pictures where you have a young boy and a young girl on the beach, and they have on their swimming suits. What are these areas that we cover our swimming suits with? How do you say no? Who can you report to or who in your family or your school makes you uh, feel comfortable enough if you need to share information with them? This is a second grade based curriculum, health education. There is very much, uh, there are so many ways to do this without talking about sex and masturbation to second graders particularly, particularly, you have the audacity to say pleasure-based, but I'm the extreme. But let me tell you what these people will actually talk about if they cared about your children and they cared about your students, they will tell you what the heck is actually going on in these schools. I've been talking about this for so long as someone that has worked in public schools, as someone that has uh, been a student in public schools. Something that's rarely talked about is so disgusting. I'm telling y'all, talk to y'all kids and y'all know what's going on here.
135 teachers age charged with child sex crimes this year alone. So this is happening May 22. At least 135 teachers and teachers aides have been arrested so far this year on child sex related crimes in the U.S. ranging from child pornography to raping students. Any analysis conducted by Fox News Digital looked at local news stories week by week featuring arrests of teachers and teacher aides on child sex-related crimes in school districts across the country. Arrests that weren't publicized or not counted in the analysis, meaning the true number may well be higher. It's absolutely higher. I'm just going to tell you that right now. The analysis found that at least 135 teachers and teachers aides have been arrested in 41 states between January 1 and May 13, excuse me, which works out to about on, uh, on an arrest a day on average, okay? So almost every single day of this uh, recent school semester, you've had a teacher arrested across the country for raping, molesting students, or child pornography, for sexually abusing or being sexually inappropriate with students. The vast majority of the arrested educators were men with 105 men and 30 women. Of the 135 arrests, at least 102 or 67% involved alleged crimes against students. The 135 educators included 117 teachers, 11 teacher aides, and seven substitute teachers. Many of the arrests involve especially heinous allegations. On April 11, police in California charged Anthony James Phillips. This this where they may, mainly want to be talking to y'all kids about sex-based curriculum, pleasure-based curriculums in California. A 61-year-old former teacher at Carpentino Middle School in Sunnyville with aggravated sexual assault, forcible penetration with a foreign object and forcible penetration with a foreign object upon a child he's accused of raping a student in 2009 when he was still a teacher and it just goes on to give other i mean one of this guy this guy was charged with 27 counts of first degree sexual exploitation of a minor this is happening i'm telling y'all they're not telling you and this is the even most disgusting part about this. Your freaking politicians are not fighting for the federal government to quantify the data for teacher sexual misconduct. However, they are fighting for your child to learn pleasure-based masturbation. Did you know this? Did you know that there is no federal data to account for the teachers that are molesting, raping, sexually abusing, and have sexual misconduct with children all across the country? Did you, did you know this? They, they, they don't even take data on it. It is no, of no concern. They don't want you to know. Of course, they don't want you to know. At the same time, they're telling you that they want these same teachers to teach pleasure-based sexual curriculums to your um, children in grade school.
Teacher sexual assault and harassment of students often pops up in isolated headlines, but it's a troubling issue that, that's difficult to measure. There's no federal data on the subject, which encompasses a spectrum of behaviors. They, you know, because they like to talk about spectrums, gender spectrums. Let's talk about these behaviors that many of these teachers are imposing on these students, and it's going hardly noted, hardly reported. Inappropriate text messages to rape and abusive teacher students aren't always reported to law enforcement. Is that about to change? Politics K-12 asked a leading researcher on educator sexual misconduct for her feedback on proposed new federal data collection on the subject. Carol or Cheryl Shakeshaft, a professor of educational leadership at Virginia Commonwealth University, says she's skeptical that the new data points will paint a clearer picture of a problem she studied for decades. Decades. If you don't study this misconduct, you really don't understand how insidious it really is. But the way the proposed questions are phrased now, I think they will lead to a partial picture. Last week, the U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights posted plans to ask schools around the country new questions for its biennial data collection, the most comprehensive information researchers and practitioners have about what's happening in U.S. schools. Among the proposed data points are six that relate to sexual assault. Most prominently, schools will be asked to report the number of documented incidents of rape or attempted rape at a school committed by a school staff member. The questions do not specify the victim of those assaults must be a student. Other question asks about rape allegations where education, uh, uh, educators or staff members were found responsible where they were found not responsible or where a staff member was reassigned prior to a final resolution of the complaint. Educator sexual misconduct is sometimes brushed aside or not documented at all. How many politicians do you see fighting on the behalf of your child, fighting for their civil rights, fighting for their human rights to be protected from teachers, from pu public servants that we pay by way of tax dollars to be free from the sexual misconduct of these teachers? It is so sad. It is so disgusting what is going on, y'all. I am sad to say. I am sad to say that even when I was in high school, I can name at least six teachers that were caught um, and had to face some type of penalties for sexual assault and misconduct against students both male and female teachers. Some teachers who classes um, that I've taken. 
And so I can even imagine, I can even imagine how bad it is now in the most quote unquote sexually liberated, sexually fluid time in history where if you even talk about standards, if you even talk about decorum, you're painted as some type of extremist. Where if you talk about the right for children to maintain and preserve their innocence, you are painted as the extremist. They will make you, they will pretend and they will try to make you believe that there is no nuance between um, the understanding of when someone is in a full adult and making an adult decision and when they are children. Not only that, you will find oftentimes that these parents are not on board for this and they're even trying to push some of these things to the extent where the parents won't even know what's going on in these schools with these curriculums. They're trying to push organizations and after school clubs where after the fact, your child can go in and uh, change their gender or talk about gender fluidity and, um, uh, you know, becoming trans without the knowledge of the parent. You recently had a woman who I believe schooled, uh, sued the school district because they was trying to hide this information from her about her daughter. Okay, her daughter was supposed to be uh, participating in some type of school club or organization. And the entire time they are inspiring this child to change her gender. When I tell you, you have to talk to your children. You have to know what's going on with them. You have to know what's going on in, this, in these schools. You cannot pay taxes and turn a blind eye and just think that they are working on your children's best interests and in, in, uh, uh, their behalf. Just like politicians, you cannot turn a blind eye. These people are so manipulative and I fear that you have some teachers that really go into the belly of the beast of these systems with good intentions, that want to help children, that want to make a difference. And just how we've recently seen with the nurses and the doctors, just how we've recently seen with the police, sometimes you will have good people that will go into these systems, that will get sucked into these systems, and then you end up working on the behalf of very evil people that are manipulating you to their benefit for their own twisted agenda. Soon they're going to make it to the point where you, they're going to do the same thing they're going to do to Macy Gray. They're going to do to your child's teacher. They're going to bully and they're going to ostracize and they're going to coerce teachers into pretending that there's no biological difference between men and women. And that to even state such is 
uh, uh, wishing violence on people of the trans community. And they will continue to blur these lines. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it looks to me, I want to be optimistic. But when I see something like this happen to a Macy Gray, it looks to me like you're going to have more people scared to speak out. You're going to have more people bullied into positions that they don't agree with. I just want to reiterate because it breaks my heart. It hurts my feelings. Um, as someone personally had that has worked with uh, sexually abused children, many of these children that bring up uh, or participate in masturbation pre-pubrescent pre I always have trouble with that word sorry um, but pre-developed uh, children okay who are participating in masturbation bring up sexual things um, or talk about you know things that we will oftentimes see as more adult things in my experience a hundred percent of the time in my I'm talking about my own personal experience a hundred percent of the time these have been sexually abused children and I say this as someone who has worked with children you know uh underprivileged children in the inner city communities who um, oftentimes when we would have um, children that would, you know, act out in these ways in school, um, they would be caught, you know, participating in sexual acts. And I'm talking about even sometimes very, very young ages. You would have some children who were not able to control their uh, urges, right? You would have them have very sex-based thinking, okay? These things would be uh, begin to take over their minds is because they were introduced to sex very early and were oftentimes sexually abused. And so now they will spend years and years, if they're even able to ever overcome these sexual uh, addictions, they will spend very many years living through their sexual identities, thinking that sex is the most that they had to offer the world, that they had to offer a partner, that it is the most intriguing and important thing about them. And oftentimes this is what they will lead with. Not how smart they are, not about how much they know their colors, not about the math that they're learning, not about a foreign language, but sex, sex appeal, and the ability to have raunchy, for lack of better words, raunchy conversations. 
and it hurts me to no end and it breaks my heart because to steal innocence from children is one of the greatest thefts and if we are not a community in a country that protects children then what are we any good for if we cannot protect the innocence of children not only can we not protect it but we're promoting You know, and sometimes they'll use this excuse, oh, well, we want to protect children from sexual assault or you have children that have been sexually abused. I don't think that you should threaten the innocence of other children because of the small demographic of children that have been abused. I think that there are appropriate ways to have these discussions. Now, may you have to dig deeper with children that have unfortunately uh, uh, been hurt at the hands of sexual abuse? Yes, but I think in a diverse room where you have children that have had different experiences, you can absolutely talk about consent. You can talk about how to say no. You can talk about bodily autonomy and the right to your own body without making it adult-themed conversations. And anybody that tells you that you cannot do that is a bold-faced liar. Anybody that tries to make you think that is a bold-faced liar, okay? There is nuance, um, and there is something to be said. I want to be very clear. I am not a person that thinks just turn a blind eye to what's going on in the world. I absolutely think that conversations about consent are important, okay? Um you know, and I'm not just saying this on camera. This is something that I do in practice, making sure that the children around me are equipped to know that you can say no. You can speak up for yourself when you feel uncomfortable. You can tell uh, adults and feel and feel, you know, make sure you have adults that you feel comfortable with. So if a child, it doesn't matter who it is, if it's a child, if it's a woman, if it's an adult, if it's a man, if it's a priest, if it's a, a, a Boy Scouts leader, it does not matter, right? Having those people you can confide in and go to when you feel uncomfortable. But not only that, teaching these children that they have agency and they can talk up when they feel, I, I'm not the person, you know, uh, uh, be quiet, you know, when adults are talking and, or don't talk or don't bring this up. You do have children that are, inquisitive and i think that it is a way to keep our children safe but not you do not have to let people um manipulate your desire or abuse or bastardize your desire to keep children safe okay there's a line there that exists 
Long two sons said they are trying to claim violence because it will get you arrested under a violation of civil rights and consider it a hate crime for speaking the truth. Or absolutely, uh, I, I think that's absolutely the case. I think that's absolutely plausible. Um, you can see instances in the UK where this is already happening. Okay, you have people that are um, being approached by the legal system, by the criminal system for this quote unquote violence, okay, for speaking the truth. And it doesn't mean that people should be, um, you know, a-holes, people shouldn't be jerks, people shouldn't go out of their way to bully and harass people, but they're trying to make it seem like all of us are doing it, and that's not the case. You bring me into a room, I don't care who's in that room, you bring me into that room, and you ask me the difference between a man and a woman, or you ask me to define a woman, I'm going to do that. That's just it. That's just point blank, period. And if someone's feelings happens to be hurt about that, well, that's unfortunate, but it's not my intentions. And I won't be manipulated into believing that my intentions are to be violent. But I think this is absolutely um, what's, what's going to be happening. Doug, thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Um, But... You know, I, it, it just makes me sad to see this being pushed and this to being pushed as my representation, right? You know, and you already have people like Joe Biden who said it himself. I am not making this up. He says something to the extent of black people are not a month, black people are not diverse like other groups. You're not diverse. You don't have diverse thinking and diverse you know, opinions like the Hispanics, you know. Um, so you absolutely have some people that unfortunately think they see black people being pushed as the face of some of these things that's happening. And it's like, oh, you must think like this. You must agree with this. And so if we don't see more people speaking out, if we don't see more people telling the truth of what's happening, I'm telling you guys that the trajectory we're on is so fast that in five to 10 years, you're going to blink and you're not going to believe where we will be by then. I already see, I already see people presenting the question, what is an adult now? What is an adult? What, like, like, do y'all hear what I'm saying? Do y'all see where I'm going with this? If we can't even define a woman in their mind, next, how can we find an, define an adult? And they're already doing it. And as absurd and as extreme as you might think that is, let's check back. Let's roll this tape back in about five to 10 years if we don't get a hold on this. If people don't really start saying the truth, if people don't start sticking up for themselves, if people don't stop apologizing when they said what they said. 
It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that you have so many grown people allowing themselves to be bullied. Like, you can only be bullied if you let yourself be bullied. <laughs> like, And that's why you'll see a, peop a, a people like Dave Chappelle and Rick Ricky Gervais go right on with their lives. While people like a Macy Gray reel it back. And even that, even that, they know, they know that typically women are more inviting, more warm, more agreeable. You don't see even that says something about the nature of biological men. When you can have biological men that transition and come into women's spaces and you're still aggressive, you're still trying to take over. You're still trying to put biological women underneath the opinion of you. I go on Jubilee and it's three women against uh, two men and a trans man, and y'all trying to tell us about womanhood. How is that misogynistic? You got a man across the room from me trying to tell me the definition of a woman. How is that, like, how is that not the patriarchy? But you do not see trans men going into the room with men and taking over their spaces. It is not happening. So even that says something to the biological nature of biological men and their assertiveness and their aggressiveness and their need to be dominant every time they walk into a room. How do you have the nerve to bully biological women in the spaces that were created for us? Like, 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 are we going to ignore this and what we're seeing? If you have not studied or read anything by Edward Barnes, I will recommend that you do. The father of propaganda, he worked with several companies also including, I believe it was the CIA to push and promote heavily propaganda throughout the country. If you think this has disappeared, if you think this is not still happening, you are not paying attention. These discussions are being forced and you know they're being forced as we watch people like Macy Gray being forced into an apology, being forced to pretend that she agrees with this. Madless X said, interesting. I forgot that Joe Biden said blacks are not diverse. That goes along with Jill Biden getting caught up with Hispanics by saying, they are diverse as breakfast tacos. I saw that. I I barely saw that. It would have been went much more viral had someone like Trump said this, right? Or even a Ron DeSantis. Thank you for the super chat. Nobody can look. It's nobody with common sense 
that can look at the trajectory, the speed, and the force of which this is happening and pretend this is natural. It's no way. It's no way. It's no way. The Overton window has shifted so far that for thinking there's a difference between a biological man and a woman, you are now being considered extreme in 2020. If that's not absurd, I don't, I, I, I don't know what it is. But anyway. At this point, um, I don't know. I don't know. I will just keep speaking out. I will hope more people get the courage um, to speak out because, um, you know, I, I see this as kind of a, a big deal and how quickly this is happening and how it's being um submersed into our schools and the media and Hollywood and politics um is concerning and we need to protect children and if politicians have an actual interest on protecting children then we will talk about the sexual abuse that is happening there we will not be promoting for the people that um, large numbers, too large for anybody's liking, I hope, that are, you know, allegedly sexually abusing and molesting children to be the ones teaching quote unquote pleasure based curriculums. And so, and for this to be, be pushed at the, um, at the forefront with black women at the forefront is um, equally concerning. So I, I must speak about this. Um, I must speak about this. I will continue to speak about this because I don't feel like enough people are speaking about this. I don't feel like enough people that look like me are speaking about this. And I have to let other women know that may look like me that you don't have to be afraid. Uh, to speak about this but anyway so that's it for tonight thank you for everyone who has super chatted if you are not subscribed to this channel go ahead and make sure you are subscribed also please click that thumbs up button make sure you are following me on social media instagram ronda underscore mary or ronda mary vids also i'm over on twitter at i am ronda mary and we will be talking soon. Thank you to everyone that super chatted. And y'all have a good night. Bye.